Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Hey, good morning, Horizon good family. Good morning, Horizon Church. Got Shando with me today. It's going to be a great day. It's We've so just good got a to few be things. here. I, I hope everybody heard in the pre-show that beginning July the 26th, we're going to begin some in-person services on campus. So good. I know so many people have been asking, when is it going to happen? We've got all the details. We're still working those out. But by the 26th, you'll be able to register your spot and we'll be able to gather together in person in small groups. And not really smaller, but not small For groups us. in a sense of small groups. There will be up to about 50 people per service and uh, gathering together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I've uh, I never pictured myself as a televangelist, so I'm <laughs> hopefully, uh, I'm looking forward to the time when we can gather and lift up the yes. name of Jesus and, and celebrate together. It's going to be great. Because be so let's be honest, this has been a crazy season. Um, even as we look at today, it's July. I know. It's but gone so fast. Is this sweet? I, I'm pretty sure, though, that 2020 was already done with itself. It is giving Restarted. itself a reset yeah, it's because January, the week, okay. this, the weather this week, it's felt like January. But maybe today summer's actually starting. I don't know. Let's go summer. It's going to be great. And uh, uh, if you haven't listened already, uh, make sure you listen to the pre-show. There was some talk of kids' uh, summer mini camps and some some camp-like experiences for our youth as well. So pay attention in the next little while as more of those details come out. Uh, we're going to be able to to do all the things that we're talking about uh, gathering. We're going to have protocols. We're going to follow the, the guidelines of the health uh, agencies. And uh, we're going to get, we're going to gather. We're going to do it safely. It's going to be fun. Really, really fun. And if you're not already getting our emails, that is one of the primary ways that we will be communicating how you can sign up, um, how you can be a part of the in-person gatherings. So even right now, if you want to email hello at horizonchurch.ca, that way we'll make sure that you're getting those emails. As we're all aware, it's been an incredibly challenging season, and I want, we want to take a little bit of a, a little time this morning and kind of look back, uh, look back and see, uh, you know, as we started, uh, because this season, it's, it's transitioning, but it's not really over because, I mean, we've seen the, the global economy take a hit. We've seen all the things that, are, that, are, that happened, and the shockwave is going to probably work itself out over the next 12 to 18 months. But we're kind of transitioning it, uh, in, in some ways right now. And so we want to take a moment, and probably over the next few weeks, we're going to have some guests as well, look back and see what, what did we uh, kind of get out of this last season. You know, like we've talked about uh, some of the things about growing forward in this season, that we would not just come through and endure and kind of grit our teeth and somehow yeah. make through and crawl ourselves across the finish line, but we wanted to grow forward. So we, important. We talked about letting the Holy Spirit prune areas of our life, yeah. even some good areas, things that were just overloaded in our lives. And even those messages seem so long ago. <laughs> it was just a couple of weeks ago. I think this is Jacob, he's off screen, but I think this is like week 17, something like that. Wow. Week 17 uh, online, fully online, but we're grateful because because it's actually allowed us to reach further uh, around the world, even into Princeton in BC and Good morning, Princeton. the globe, even into Africa and all yeah. that. But in it all, we talked about pruning, growing forward. We talked about Daniel kicked off a series uh, where we talked about dealing with the soil of our heart, areas that are hard in our heart. We talked about watching out for the weeds in our heart and watching so over the seeds in our heart because I, we really believe to grow forward. I love that phrase. Um, I know I've had many moments in this season where 
you know, it's easy to spot the weeds in someone else's garden, but we don't always stop to recognize the weeds in our own life. And I know I've had opportunities for pruning in this season, but if we're watching for the weeds, if we're recognizing where those things are in our life, and then also the importance of watching over the seed, carefully tending the seed that God's planted in our Promises lives. of God, of yeah. course, is what the seeds. So good. But I was praying recently, and, and this is kind of what got us to this uh, series that we're going to go and this phrase kind of treasures hidden in darkness came into into my mind and into my spirit and and i knew it was somewhere in the bible i had to look it up and it's isaiah 45 and 3 it says this and i will give you treasures hidden in the darkness secret riches i will do this so that you may know that i am the lord the god of israel the one who calls you by name and I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. And this passage was written to uh, someone who had been specifically called by God. And uh, even before they knew that they were called by God. And God was assuring them that he was going to give them resources that they weren't currently aware of. Uh, that they weren't even, uh, uh, didn't know existed. In fact, they were hidden to them right now. But because they're hidden to us, doesn't mean they're hidden to God. That's right. You and I were even talking about it, like why would there be things that are hidden if they're good things? But, you know, some things are, they're available to all. Everybody has the opportunity to access those hidden treasures, but it's only those that are willing to seek him, to yep. seek after him. Available to everybody, but only discovered by those that are willing to look and to work for, for what's it. not immediately available That's in right. the season. And there are, there are some things that I, I, we were talking about this. And I said, it's almost like we were talking yesterday about this, almost like God has a hidden agenda. But his hidden agenda is not negative. His That's hidden right. agenda is very positive for your life. Because when you come to God and you come to know him or you begin to follow him, he's saying in advance, I have something for you. That's but right. I also have things that you're not even aware of that are good for your life. There's treasures for your life that are currently hidden to you. And I am going to reveal them to you. Because sometimes if, if we were aware of them in advance, they would be too scary for us because we wouldn't feel ready to step into them. That's right. He called us to be more than we think. Think we could be that's right yeah. you know as we were talking about this as well I was reminded of we were talking about hidden things what are things that have been hidden and I, I don't know why it just came to mind uh, one time when Craig and I were leading a, our ma the master's commission program that we were a part of and we took this hike up to Cape Scott and you'll have to google it and look at the pictures because so it's north, absolutely amazing on the very north tip northwest the tip most northwesterly tip of Vancouver Island and I had never been before some of our team had been and they said it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be great but can I tell you, it was a 17-kilometer hike, just one way to get in. And there were moments on that hike that I was like, there's no treasure that could be this beautiful because I have to work really hard to get there. And there were moments like, oh, it's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. And you come around the corner, and there's more trail. And then I thought, what could be worth putting this much time, energy, and effort into it? But there was the moment that we arrived, and it was literally like we, we came through the bushes, and you stepped out onto the beach, and the sun was just beginning to set over the ocean. It was so incredibly beautiful. It was this pristine beach, untouched. There was nobody else there but us. And I can remember walking through onto the sand and just sitting down on a log that was just on the beach and just encountering just the beauty of God's creation in that moment. And it really was like stumbling up across this hidden treasure that I didn't know existed. And then all of a sudden, after all that work, we came through and it was so beautiful. And of course, then the analogy being that even 
in hard times, in challenging times, yeah. in difficult times, in dark times, there are treasures that are hidden to us in the middle of it, and as we pass through it as well, that God wants to reveal to us. But yeah. we have to be willing to go through the process that that it is. And and we're not talking about um, a salvation issue that there's that you have to earn something. This is simply because at salvation, coming to know Jesus is all about Jesus. It's about God's goodness and His grace, and and God, we repent of our sins and say, God, I need you in my life. I repent, come and fill my life and lead my life. And, and, but that's just a moment, kind of like going to that Cape Scott trail. We came to the sign that said, you begin a journey. That's like salvation is it begins a journey of moving in life forward into what God has for you, that, that God has provision for you, has treasure for you. He has, he has new perspective for you. He has so much for you. It's not salvation issue. It's what God has for you, but it's available for you. It doesn't mean God forces you to do it. God calls you, but he does not force you. God provides for you, but you have to access it through him. I love the phrase, he invites us to discover what he already has in store for us. I love how it says it in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. You know, God has prepared for us. This is a message that you will hear Craig and I speak of often because we believe it so firmly that every one of our steps was laid out before we were even conceived. And if we believe the word of God and we lean into what he has, what it says here, that he's already prepared for us and he wants us to discover it. But sometimes we have to pursue him and pursue those hidden things to be able to actually walk into them. In other words, they're there. If you read that scripture, we haven't seen them yet, yeah. but they're there. They're we here. haven't heard them yet, but they're there. We may not even have them in our imagination yet, but they're there. That they're things that God has stored up for, and we find them how? By listening to the Spirit, by obeying the Spirit, by following the Spirit, in challenging times, through dark seasons at times, and uh, it takes that little bit of a discipline to follow the Lord. That's why we've been talking so much over this past number of weeks about being people of the word, being people of prayer, because there's things that God has for you, hidden treasures. Uh, it's even in this dark time, stored up things for you to find and discover. Um, but they, they, they require discipline. It requires discipline. Now, I don't know about you, but we love good things, but we hate the hard process to get to them. Everybody wants to lose weight and be more fit, but nobody wants to exercise. And we can, uh, I think I could get a loud amen uh, if you were in the room right now. Um, we want the promotion, but we don't want to do the work that it takes to get the promotion. We want more money, but we very rarely want to take that uh, a second job or, or work a little longer to get the money. Where All these things that take a process of, of following a process of discipline and, and we hate the process but see the spirit leads us through 
the discipline and the effort and the soul searching and the repentance and the conviction and the I'm sorry's and the I wished I wasn't such a jerk underneath it all. But in the end, it's worth it. It is hard, but it's worth it because what God has stored up for us to discover for us. And I know you and I were talking and you specifically have had some of these things to deal with. I had a list for you, but God had a different one for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I prefer the list that the Lord gives to me directly. Um, and, you know, I'd actually encourage you that maybe you you journal or you take notes or however you do your devotional life. But I tend to journal. And in preparing for this, I was actually going back through my journal starting in the beginning of March. And I'd encourage you to do that as well, because you might be surprised what God was speaking to you um, in advance of what you were going to walk through. I know one of the things for me uh, at the beginning of COVID, God was actually preparing me and I didn't even know it. Um, I happened to be in Romans and I was reading through uh, the chapter or the book of Romans and a couple chapters really jumped out at me. Um, specifically Romans chapter 10, Romans 14, Romans 15, and pretty much so much of this book talks about um, how you live your life, how you, um, how people know that you're a believer and, and living a life of humility. And as I was reading through it at the time, I was thinking, I was kind of applying it to the situation that I was in in that moment. And there's so much that talks about, you know, making sure that you're not causing anyone else to stumble around you, that the weaker brother. And I was thinking of so many people in my life that I could apply these scriptures to me I'm sure you know maybe you were one of them but there was definitely I was looking at it through the lens of oh yeah they need to read this verse because you know they're causing people to stumble or they're being difficult but then I began to realize that the Lord was speaking to me because um, there was things that I needed to work on. There was areas that I was not, um, that I was actually the weaker person. You know, there's so many keys that I was, that I had written down from Romans, like don't live for yourself or just to please yourself. A sign of a mature believer is one that is willing to lose an argument for the sake of the weaker brother, that it's not more important that I'm right, it's more important that I'm showing love and acceptance to another's belief, another's way of living, um, and choosing not to take offense by the actions of, of others, that I actually can, I'm actually the more mature believer when I choose to lay aside my rights or the things that are important to me for the sake of someone that maybe just isn't in the same place of maturity. So God really began to real, to highlight for me that I had some work that I needed to work on in the area of humility. And was I willing to sacrifice things that I felt were right for the sake of a relationship with You're someone about else? Preferences, not, preferences, not principle, but not principles, but preferences different ways of doing things. And uh, God really dealt with me on that. So that was kind of it, April reading through that. And then we kind of came into May and there was a couple verses that really jumped out at me. And I think as I've reflected on them, they're things that God highlighted for me. And I want to make sure that they're the things that come out of this season with me. And I would encourage you this morning as well, that as you think back to those moments, maybe the messages that were preached or something God spoke to you in your devotions, that you go back and look at those things because they will be the keys that will help to unlock where you're going in the future. And we want to make sure that, you know, the season of 2020 so far has been so challenging and we've been hard pressed in so many ways, but we want to come out changed. We want to come out better. And second Corinthians one verses eight and nine says this, brothers and sisters, you need to know about the severe trials we experience. This is Paul speaking. 
all of the hardships we passed through crushed us beyond our ability to endure. And you know, there's moments that I felt that this season that I was being crushed and I didn't know if I was going to be able to continue on. There were many days that ended in tears and trips to Dairy Queen because it was like, why am I even doing this? Why am I even trying to help people or be a pastor or make a difference in people's lives. You had lives. some attitude issues, what you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were, there were lots of tears, but to continue on, we were so completely overwhelmed that we were about to give up entirely. It felt like we had a death sentence written upon our hearts and we still feel it to this day, but it has taught us. And this is what I grabbed a hold of. It has taught us how to lose all faith in ourselves and to place our trust in the God who raised the dead. You know, there were moments, and this phrase kind of came out, I think in one of our ladies' gatherings on Zoom, that we are stronger than we think. Right. And I want you to know that this morning, that you are stronger than you think. And why is that? I was stronger than I thought, but it's because of that last sentence that when I place my trust in the God who raised the dead, in that resurrection power, that is what makes the difference. That is what helps me mm -hmm. to get through those moments where I feel like I'm being right. crushed. Did I always do that successfully in this season? No. There were moments where my faithful husband was beside me. Shanda, you shouldn't respond like that. Shanda, you should take some time to pray. Shanda, you should wait before you continue down that road. I didn't always listen, and then I had to go back and repair those things afterwards. But I know that I, I heard this from many people, and I know it was sure true for me that one of the main things that God was highlighting for me that it was a season that I had to die to self, relying on myself. Um, you know, we can get so caught up in the busyness of life that we actually can very easily slip into coasting along, resting on our laurels is what we used to say, but just leaning into the things that you're, you know, you've, you've got some experience, you've got some, you know, you've, you've learned a few things along the way, but that's not how God functions. He wants us to tap in every day to those hidden things, those hidden wells, those hidden resources of strength that we don't even know are available to us, not skimming along, but leaning into him. You know, I was reminded, and, and one of the things was that if I lean into my own understanding and in my own strength, I'm going to get my results. And how often do we just think that that's the way life is? But when I actually lean into the Holy Spirit, and when I invite God to be a part of my daily life, when I refresh myself in his word, then I begin to see his results. And I see relationships that are, are changed or are more healthy. And, you know, one of the other verses that this is probably going to be one of the key verses for me coming out of this season is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 to 10. We are like common clay jars that carry a glorious treasure within. And why do we carry that glorious treasure? So that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. That everything I do is because of the power of Jesus flowing through me. It's not because I'm smart. It's not because I'm special. It says I'm a common clay jar. I'm just like everyone else. But when I have that power of Jesus residing inside me, I have the ability, because it goes on to say, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. I remember conversations with Craig through this. He said, Shanda, quitting is not an option. 
And you know what? At the end of this, you're going to be thankful for some of the stuff that God exposed in this season because we're going to be able to deal with things that we didn't even know we needed to deal with. Quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus. That resurrection power is what changes everything. It changes everything. It brings breakthrough. It brings reconciliation, better communication, healing, restoration, clarity. Instead of when I'm leaning in my own strength, more frustration, more anger, more breakdown in conversation, more breakdown in relationships. So if I can remember that I am just a common clay jar, but when I'm filled with the presence of Jesus, I can discover those hidden things. You know, we, I was with a, a group the other day, um, and we were talking about, um, you've probably heard this, I think, several times, Psalm 139, search me and know me, O God, see if there be any wicked way in me. And I think there's been things that God's wanted to, to remove from us, but also things he's wanted to add to us. If you're like me, I've, I've had a lot of hair removed from me in the last four months, it seems, but I've added some weight um, in some down here. Taking away and adding, there's search me, O God, and know me, see if there be any wicked way in me, but also search, help me to search for what God wants to add to my life. It's not just what he wants to, to remove, but he wants to add to my life. He wants to empower me, he wants to strengthen me, he wants to heal me, he wants me to, to step forward into new things. And uh, some of the things that I saw is that my insecurities were on full display at times it's, uh, as I reacted poorly at times, uh, sometimes to my wife, sometimes to our staff, sometimes to some volunteers. And worse than what I said was what I thought. And you've heard me say, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issue of life. You know why I could preach that? Because I had to live it. That's what I have to do myself. Uh, I've had to learn at, to another level in this season. Uh, and I also saw the stench of my need for affirmation from a full room of people. The first week as I preached in, on, the, on the other side of the wall to a uh, camera, there was a white-headed uh, styrofoam head that I had to preach to. It was so hard because I was used to preaching and getting interaction with it. And that doesn't mean it's bad, but what it, I realized is I had, I had come in some level to want it, and that's not healthy for me. I also recognized the intimidation of people and the enemy that threatened to overwhelm me at times, where I was concerned what others thought about me, where I was concerned what others thought I would preach about or how I preached it, because it's one thing to do it in a room, it's one thing to do it to the world, which is what happens. I also recognized I was a little intimidated at times when instead of just T.D. Jakes and, and uh, Judah Smith and, and uh, Rich Wilkerson and all those being an option, they became an option. I was competing in real time with these guys, and I was like, oh my goodness, and my insecurities are there. And then the anxiety that I felt at times in the night as I've uh, woken up and worried about uh, finances, worried about how people are doing, worried about uh, people that I don't see and, and encouraged, are, are they doing all right? And worried about how we're going to uh, do all this because there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for, no handbook for leading in a pandemic. And, and uh, one scripture that early on in this and, and as well, but before I get there, I also recognize my own ignorance of the pain of others in our own congregation through racism, and we had to deal with that. Uh, and it's an ongoing issue, an ongoing conversation. It's an ongoing examination of where we're at on that. 
So in it all, uh, Mark 7 and 31 to 35, and this was has been my key thing of what I felt like I needed to deal with in this season. Um, and it's, it's a, a young, it doesn't say how old he is, it's a man who, he was deaf, uh, and he could hardly, or he didn't speak well. And he, it says that he came to the crowd where Jesus was, and, and they wanted to be healed. And then it comes in Matthew or Mark 7 and verse 33. It says this, after he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his finger into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. This is obviously pre-COVID. Um, he looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said, Ephatha, which means to be opened. At this, the man's ears were open, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. And nothing happened until after he pulled him away from the crowd. Nothing, it doesn't mean that God couldn't work in the crowd, but I think that what uh, we've all had to learn in this season, I know I have, that there are times and there are places and there are things that God can only do with you. With you personally, not with a group, but with you. And sometimes in a group, we can hear, as Shanda even referenced it already, hear for somebody else rather than hearing what God is speaking to you. And in this season, we've been forced because of isolation, because of virtual this and virtual that and all that kind of thing to really allow the Holy Spirit to deal with you and me. And, and we, in it all, uh, Jesus had to pull in. It doesn't mean God caused all this, but God uses chaos all the time to get our attention. And so Jesus sometimes pulls me away. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, I'm pulling you away and I'm going to use this time. If you will search me, Craig, I'm going to pull you away from the hubbub and the busyness and the craziness of dealing directly with people. Not that I had nothing to do, but I'm going to deal with you in this season. And private devotion always comes before public promotion. Private devotion always comes before public promotion. In other words, what God does in the secret places, in the dark times, is going to determine what you do in the public times and how you make it through when everybody's watching. What you do when nobody's watching is going to determine what God does in you when everybody's watching. And so this inner life part of ourselves, the part of our play life that we don't want to address, that we're often able to because of busyness or, or we just keep rolling along, we don't ever allow the Holy Spirit to search us. That's what's been happening. And in, for me in particular, I talked about my insecurities, my intimidation, the, my need for affirmation, the anxiety, my ignorance, all of it. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, Craig, you have an opportunity to have a fresh encounter with me. And I love the progression. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, first, Craig, I want to deal with your ears. I want you to hear afresh from me. I want you to get close to me where you hear my voice like you haven't for a while. And I, I, I will confess even right now, as it came into January, February, I was feeling tired already. And I was feeling like, God, what are you saying? What's, what are you saying for the next season? I was praying and I was doing the things, but I felt a little bit like it was a little garbly in what I could hear all the time. And... Um, and I felt like the Lord was saying, Craig, I want you to know that the things that were closed to you will be opened in this season. The clarity of hearing from me will be opened in this season as you allow me to open your ears, as you search for the hidden treasure that I have for you. And then he went from touching his ears to 
touching his tongue. And uh, in it all, it went from he could hardly speak. I felt like the Lord was saying to me, Craig, I want to break your insecurity and that you feel. I want to, you to know that the intimidation that you battle against, you're going to come through with new confidence. I'm going to cause things to be loosened for you that have been kind of bound up a little bit, a little hindered, a uh, little hindered. And times even feeling like I had nothing to say. I felt so intimidated at times. And, and I'm just kind of being a, a little bit uh, authentic right now that uh, no matter what you see on Sunday, it, God processes me uh, through it all through the rest of the day. And then finally, this speaking clearly that God, as I learned how to hear better, as I draw, drew close to him, as I learned how to let him touch uh, me and allow me to speak better, not only I'm going to speak, uh, and I'm not just talking about being a, you know, a top 10 speaker. I'm talking about this, about speaking clearly with no hindrance, that you'll speak what you hear from me and you'll know it'll because you've heard it clearly and you you will speak it clearly. And I've had to learn that because even in the last number of weeks, speaking clearly to things, because I know that I've had to hear from God. And when I speak, I want to speak with an authority that comes because I've listened well. God's touched me on my inner man to speak with uh, more boldness, to speak with more clarity, to more, speak with more precision uh, in it all. God's been developing me and processing me along the way. But it didn't come just by ha uh, happenstance. It, it came as we started with that there's treasures, hidden treasures in secret places. And, and I, I got into some new treasure in my relationship with Jesus because I had to be more intentional, even more and more time in prayer, more time in worship, more time in the word of God, getting up earlier and, and processing more. And, and not that I didn't do those things, but there's been another level that I've gotten to probably because I'm a little more desperate. I'm seeking a little bit more. I'm a little hungrier. And the Bible is so good on that. It says those that seek me will find me. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. In other words, if I'm not hungry for it, I'm not going to be filled with it. If I'm not seeking, I'm not going to find. Jesus said, as you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And all the things, the good things that God has hidden for me are found as I search for them, as I seek for him, as I seek to follow him and know him. So in this season, I don't want to go forward with the insecurity. I'm not going forward with intimidation. I'm not going forward with the need for affirmation. I'm not going forward with ignorance. I'm believing, and I know God's been processing me to say, Craig, I've, as you allow me to search you, I want to pull some things out but I want to add some things in, some hidden treasure, some things that you've been looking for, some things you've needed, some things that you will need in the next season for, for you to flourish as a man of God so that you can grow forward. So hidden things are not just the things that God wants to remove, but also the things that God wants to reveal. They're already there. Your eye might not have seen them. Your ear might not have heard them yet. You might not even have imagined them yet. But as we seek Jesus... As we seek him, then he begins to open those, a brand new life for us. And, you know, for even people that are watching right now uh, that maybe have never made a commitment to Jesus and say, Craig, I want, I want a life where God deals with the junk of my life and helps remove it. And he also begins to add to my life the, what he has for my life. And it all begins with the, the first step of that journey is surrendering my life to Jesus and say, and that's the, uh, you've heard me say it in this way many, many times, God be merciful to me, a sinner. It's just acknowledging Jesus, I'm a sinner. I repent and I need you uh, to forgive my sin and come and lead my life. And, 
And wherever you're at today, you can start that journey and just begin that. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And if you pray that prayer and believe it from your heart, that, that, that J Jesus died, buried, and rose again to forgive your sins, you pass from death to life, and a new life becomes possible for you. No matter, oh, the Bible even says that old things pass away, behold, all things become new. He strips away the, the, the junk of our life and adds to us the blessing of heaven for our life. But I know, so if you haven't prayed that prayer, we're going to pray in a moment for that. But I know that some of you have also experienced not only God taking some things away from you that you didn't need, that needed to be pruned out, that needed to be rooted out, stones that needed to come out of your heart, but you've also experienced God adding to your life. And so I maybe in a, in a moment, just I want you to think of one word that would describe what you felt like God's added to your life in this time. A, a secret treasure, maybe something, maybe it's new boldness. And I want you to write it on, on the comments below. Maybe that's a new boldness. Maybe it's, um, maybe humility. it's humility. Patience. Patience. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's a fresh zeal. Maybe it's a new perspective. I don't new know. Confidence. confidence. Whatever it is that you felt like God's added, even as he's been searching us and knows us, we'll see if there be any wicked way, but also secret hidden treasures that he's been releasing to you in this season of darkness and horror. So I'm going to pray for those as you write your uh, name on there or sorry, not your name, the word that would describe that. Be bold and be brave. And because it's not your testimony for you, it's your testimony of the goodness of God in the middle of craziness, in the middle of darkness, in the middle of chaos, he's yeah. been adding to you. Even the song that we sang today, this is my testimony and just begin yeah. to declare those things that you have walked through in this season and and sometimes we have to pause and reflect and look back so that we can spot those amazing treasures that we aren't even aware that we've picked up along the way. I'm reminded of Philippians 1 6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So, what God started in this season, He's going to lead you forward into the next season. Um, you're you're going to leave some things behind. You pick some new treasure up, and you're moving forward in what God has for you. So, I'm going to pray for the person, people who are giving their lives to Jesus, surrendering to Him for the very first time. And then for all of us, as we're walking forward, uh, your testimony that is going to step forward into a brand new season uh, with a new fresh awareness of what God has done for you, who he is. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for uh, sending Jesus to die for us. Thank you for sending Jesus to, to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could pass from death to life. And Lord, as people, wherever they're watching right now, whether they're sitting in their bed and it's evening time or whether uh, they're sitting on their deck somewhere or they're, they're uh, uh, waiting for a, the outside in a car to go into a restaurant, wherever they're watching right now, Princeton, around the world, Lord, I pray that as people pray this prayer right now to surrender their life to you, thank you, Lord, that something uh, incredible starts, that a new journey begins, that they pass from death to life. So Lord, as people pray right now, uh, God be merciful to me, a sinner, come and forgive my sin and lead my life, uh, that you forgive and you heal and you, you bring us forward and you begin us on a path of restoring us. We pass from death to life. We're grateful for that. And Lord, thank you that as people pray that prayer in the quietness of their room or in their living room, and they believe it in their heart, uh, they are saved and their life 
begins a fresh new journey in God. And Father, for those as well that were writing words on the screen or even in their own heart, uh, we give testimony to who you are, Lord Jesus. Lord, even as you've been working us through and continue to strip away things that need to go, Lord, we give thanks for that, Lord Jesus, that everything that you've done in our life is for our good and for your glory. Lord, for people right now that are struggling kind of in between, Lord, I pray for grace and strength, Lord. Lord, that their eyes would be fixed on you, Jesus, that you have things that they have not seen yet, that, they, that you have things for them that they have not heard yet, that you have things for them that they have not imagined yet, but they're there for them, Lord Jesus, that the, the goodness of God is adding secret hidden treasure to their life in this season. We bless what you're doing, Lord, being confident of this, that you who have begun a good work will be faithful to complete it and to the day of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.